0: For complete details.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On
0: his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a
1: spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league.
2: What a play! Off to the races! Touchdown! Oh, he's done it again.
1: Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben.
0: Sunday night, nine ten p.m. Eastern, and somehow Heath Cummings is awake. And he's with us and he's like, I think his wife went clothes shopping because he's been looking really like uh, trendy and, and, and cool lately. Another nice shirt. And Heath, glad you could join us here on Sunday night. I, y- do. You, have you ever
1: comp- like discussed in a good or bad way what someone else on the podcast besides me was wearing or Probably. what type of look they were sporting?
0: I'm just saying the last two shirts you've worn have been really e- excellent shirts.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate the fact that you like them.
0: I do. I do. Happy Sunday night to Heath. Dave and Jamie are here. You guys, ready for some? Uh, for a lot of sleepers, breakouts, and busts? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dave. You're always ready for that.
2: No, not today. What's the matter? My guys hurt. Oh, Rager? Yeah.
0: Mm. He's like, what's well, not that bad? Small tear. Small tear. Who? Who even notices a small tear these days? It's over. Uh, no. Wow. <laughs> wow.
2: Man. Wow. Can't but, draft him. Can't do it.
0: What? You can't draft him? He might miss two weeks. I mean,
3: look, you could draft him, but why? Well, as we've been telling people, add some IR spots, and now he's probably a short term IR candidate. So if he put, gets put on that list, you can stash him, and then hopefully by the end of the season, he's playing well sucks
0: might miss two weeks all right so i was gonna ask you guys what's the biggest news item of the weekend is it that When's the
3: last time a dude wore a
2: harness on his shoulder and was awesome at football
1: did you hear how he heard it yes a tackling a defensive player after the second team quarterback threw an interception yes
2: yes well he's a gamer to the core
0: (laughs) also the first team quarterback left with a mild soft tissue injury uh so, Carson Wentz, a little hurt. I don't think we're panicking there. Miles Sanders, no. we know he's hurt. They've lost their left
2: tackle. They've lost the... They're bench. going to be that team. They're going to be the Chargers of the East.
0: Okay. The Giants may finish second. No, stop. No. <laughs> so, so the, I mean, the Giants have been really snake-bitten, too. Uh, so, but, okay, so the Eagles. Defense doesn't count. They lost their left tackle. That counts. Eh,
3: yeah. it's going to be benched
0: anyway. No. Um, but... Giants tackles were so bad in the scrimmage. Okay, anyway, you should know that for fantasy purposes. But for the Eagles, uh, yeah, like let's talk about Carson Wentz. Are we dropping Carson Wentz? J- so Jalen Rager shoulder injury. He has a small tear. He's out three to four weeks. Alshon Jeffrey's on pup, but making progress. Uh, so Deshaun Jackson. Let's talk about his value. Let's talk about Carson Wentz. And uh, Jamie, give me your reaction to to the Jalen Rager injury.
3: Yeah, I mean it, it stinks. You know, you're uh sorry, you've got some volume issues. Um, <laughs> it's uh I was doing some background music. Um it's uh, it, yeah, it it you know? <laughs> uh it's it stinks. That's one of our our lovely ads. Thank you, uh, CBSSports.com. Um it stinks. You know, I mean he was uh he was a guy that you know has a big opportunity in front of him and 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 hopefully still will, depending on how long he's out. we don't know when Jeffrey's gonna come back, but you know, any setback for a rookie at, at this stage of the game is is not good. And the fact that the left tackle is out, the fact that the right guard is out, the fact that, um, you, you know, uh, Alshon's not back and Miles Sanders is banged up, I I think it's it's not encouraging. So yeah, I mean, Wentz has to fall a few spots. And so uh, I was drafting Wentz ahead of the uh, elder statesman of Breeze, Brady, and Ryan. And I think I would take the elder statesman ahead of them now. You know, so those guys have a have a higher ceiling. I say that uh, I had a father-son draft with my my eight-year-old son, Ronan, today, and we took Carson Wentz. We also took Matthew Stafford. So, you know, we're we're covered in that regard, at least I hope. But uh, Wentz, you know, loses with all of these things on top of the fact, like you said, Adam, he's hurt.
0: Dave, you agree? Are you taking Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Drew Brees over Carson Wentz?
2: I was already taking them ahead of Wentz because I'm nervous about Wentz missing games and maybe even missing snaps after they drafted Jalen Hurts. He's he's remaining at 12 for me at quarterback. I'm sure he'll have some really good games at, at some point in September. Week one, certainly against Washington, could be one of those games, but guys are Eagles are falling. It's not fun. And uh yeah, he he, he deserves to be twelfth. I, I can't say take Rothelsberger, take Daniel Jones, uh Goff, Aaron Rodgers. Can't say that yet. I may take him over him. Okay, Heath.
1: I will not take Cam over him or Roethlisberger. I'm still kind of struggling with like, like I had him higher than anybody else. I had him seventh ahead of Allen, and like when the offensive line happened, I made some changes to my projection for him, and he was still seventh. And so I've I've bumped him down just a little bit now, and he's down to eighth. I would take Ryan over him. You get to Brady, Breeze, probably not all in that same range. Like he's going to go after those guys. I don't need to take Carson Wentz before them. I was getting Carson Wentz in like the 11th round of our drafts before this happened. So I presume he's going to be like QB 15 or something now.
2: He's got Washington, the Rams, and the Bengals to start the season. And after that, he's at San Francisco, at Pittsburgh, and versus Baltimore.
0: Yeah, but he could have all of his receivers by then. You know,
2: he could have, he'll, she should have Rager by then. He yeah, to have, have about a second and a half to throw in those three games. But, you, you know, you say line, that, Adam, the way it is.
3: You say that he should have Rager by then. We have no idea. I mean, you know, he, yeah. he, he may, again, he could be short term IR, you know, if they're deciding that they're going to, you know, be cautious with him. The other receivers, remember, they went through this last year with losing guys and they like Greg Ward. We've heard that time and time again this offseason. They've been saying J.J. Arcega Whiteside's having a big offseason. Deshaun is healthy now. They didn't have Deshaun at the end of last year. So th- these are things that they could sort of maybe work through if they feel comfortable enough. I do think this gives a slight bump to maybe Dallas Goddard, you know, if, if Rager's not there, because that's another guy that should get a few more targets and, and some different opportunities. And Zach Ertz, you know, if you were concerned about him, this helps him as well. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you got to see what the, the running backs look like. I mean, we, we, we're hoping Miles Sanders is ready for week one. You know, week to week could be week two, week three, week four. Who knows? Yeah, I
1: had um, I'm I'm working on my sleepers, breakouts, and busts for this week, and I had
3: Zach Ertz in the busts, and uh, he's going to be deleted before that goes out for publication. It's funny because uh, I led the story with the guys that have changed for me, and and then my first version of sleepers, which was back in uh, March, I think, uh, I had Ertz there too, expecting him to be, uh, you know, still a round three pick, and I said, you know, there, there's no way you can call him a bust now based on where he's going. I mean, you know, his for ADP sure. right now is is fine. He may bump up a few spots, but. I think you're right, Keith. You know, there's no reason to suggest that he's going to fail, but I still take Andrews over him.
0: Okay. So, how about the Eagles
2: wide receivers? Dave, how are you approaching this group? It's Deshaun in the double digit rounds, and that's it for now. Why not, you know, why not like a
0: ninth, eighth or ninth round pick on Deshaun? Why isn't he a top 100 I think player? I, can,
2: I, I think I can find a better wide receiver there than Deshaun Jackson. There are there, still spot, pitfalls with him, too, especially now that he doesn't have speed on the other side of him.
0: Okay. All right, then. That's the biggest news item of the weekend. Other than... Well, of the week, uh, the biggest news item of the week is what's coming up on Wednesday. Let's say that. A six-hour fantasy football draft-a-thon, Wednesday, September 2nd, supporting St. Jude. Join us. Join the FFT crew and industry experts from NFL Network, Yahoo, and more. We're going to provide nonstop fantasy advice and analysis. Here's how the, the six hours break down. Uh, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports HQ. 8 to midnight on Twitch. That's twitch.com slash today. There are also eBay auctions, including a spot in the Listener's League. The link is in the episode description. eBay.com. I'm not even going to give this out. Just check it out in the episode (laughs) description. Uh, And... So that's coming up on Wednesday, okay? 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on HQ, 8 p.m. to midnight Eastern time on Twitch. We're going to have so much fun. I created a brand new game this afternoon that everybody's going to love. Of course, Jamie told me about it, so it's really his idea. But, uh, you know, I put it on paper, so I'm going to take credit for it. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun on Twitch and, of course, on HQ. Now, the first episode of our new podcast drops tonight. Fantasy Football Today in 5 is out. That's coming out. It's going to be Monday morning, uh, like 3 or 4 or 5 in the morning, something like that like that Um, get you caught up with the news of the day in just five minutes download and subscribe to fantasy football today in five on spotify on apple podcasts on stitcher smart speakers or wherever you listen to podcasts by the way i'm going to put that first episode in this feed that'll be the only one i put in this feed i'm not going to put the other ones in this feed but just in case you want to hear it this the first episode will be in this feed you can listen to it then go over to the other feed fantasy football today in five and subscribe Uh, All right. I've got a COVID question because people are asking best ways to manage IR spots and all that. Uh, Does a fantasy manager have exclusive rights to the backup of a player on his or her fantasy team? You know what I'm saying? Or do I need to
2: clarify that? Who gets ruled out? You mean out, who the, gets ruled the backup for, is on waivers?
0: Yeah, the backup's on waivers. The starter gets ruled out. Does that manager have exclusive rights or is it a free for all? Oh my gosh, Saquon Barkley's out. We got to go pick up Wayne Gallman, something like that.
3: It's a free for all. Okay. So then, but what do you do about the quarterback situation? Do you change the rules for quarterbacks? I, I guess I'll, I'll amend what I said. If, if you have some sort of agreement ahead of time, you know, that in the event that said player is placed on. The covid reserve list however they're going to define it, inactive because of covid and you decide that if that player is the backup player is available then the player who the fantasy manager's impact automatically gets it so gets that player so it clearly is going to most likely be the quarterbacks available who's carrying the second quarterback on the team you know unless maybe Jameis winston or Taysom hill or you know however it goes so the quarterback should be there most cases the tight end should be there You know, I don't think a lot of people are carrying second tight ends aside from, you know, the Dallas Goddards of the room, but the running backs and the wide receivers for the most part are probably going to be on, especially the running backs. You know, the the one you gave the example of Wayne Gallman, I don't know how many people are running to get Wayne Gallman unless the matchup is just that completely fantastic. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, but it could, you know. Look, there could certainly be a scenario where got
3: Christian McCaffrey. Frank, Frank Gore is available. Mike uh, Davis. Is Mike available, Davis sure. is
0: available. Like he's going right. to be a, a top thirty running back. He's going right. so, to. So,
3: so I, I think if you have the agreement, the arrangement of yes, you get that player. Your league decides that ahead of time. If that player is available in free agency, then that's something you guys should decide as a league. I would not personally do that unless you're talking about maybe the quarterback or the tight end.
2: I think a commissioner's got to do something this year if he or she hasn't done something already, whether it's, if it's add a couple of extra roster spots so people can safeguard their top players, that's one thing. If it's this decision where you've got exclusive rights to a free agent, if the starters ruled out, that's another thing you can do. A commissioner has to do something, but once it's determined, and when I say the commissioner he doesn't have to act unilaterally, he can ask everybody else in the league. Once that's determined, that's it. So if you determine, all right, you everybody gets three extra roster spots. If you want to spend it on sleepers, go ahead. Or if you want to spend it on backups for your star players, do that too. However you want through your three spots. And then if you're stuck because um, you know Mark Ingram is on the reserve COVID list and somebody else has J.K. Dobbins and the only guy left on the waiver wire is Gus Edwards and, oh, somebody else just took him, that's it. You're stuck. That's your fault for not being prepared. That's up to the commissioner to decide. But a commissioner has to do something.
0: All right. Today's show is actually a Sleepers Breakouts bus show. We're going to give you a ton of names. That's going to be mostly in the second half of the show. We're going to get you there with some news and notes along the way. Got some hay real quick. And I got some emails planned. Hopefully we get to them. But let's get through the rest of the news and notes. Another rave review for Blake Jarwin is Dallas Executive Vice President Stephen Jones said Blake Jarwin had an amazing camp. This was after Jerry Jones basically said the same thing. So we talked about that on Friday's show. Ronald Jones hurt his foot, and Dave Richard was, like, getting pretty upset about it, I think, on Twitter, ready to drop him, and now Ronald Jones is what? back in practice. Now, drop him in your rankings, I mean.
2: Uh, I mean, the, there was a chance you had to think that there could be something wrong when you hear about a player's foot wrapped in ice, but Bruce Arian said it wasn't a big deal, and it wasn't.
0: He's back in practice, and he scored a one-yard touchdown in their scrimmage on Friday, which was cool.
2: And LaShawn McCoy had a fumble that, forced the entire offense to run laps.
0: Uh, a Lashawn McCoy fumble. Never have I ever. A McCoy also scored a touchdown on a two-point <laughs> conversion, so they both apparently were in there in short yardage. Um, it's been an interesting few days for Le'Veon Bell and the New York Jets. Oh. Le'Veon Bell is reportedly like not looking good at camp. They traded for Kalen Balaj. That trade has been void, voided because of an injury. And LaMichael Pirine, a rookie out of some crappy school, uh he was now just kidding it's a great school we love University of Florida it's great uh he got hurt so he might have suffered a serious injury I think it was a an ankle injury
2: yeah okay I think he got carded
3: he did so oh, he...
0: that stinks um I just took Ronald Jones over Le'Veon Bell in a mock draft half PPR you should have I, I would have done it in a real draft too no <laughs> how are we feeling about Le'Veon Bell
2: I got um, him after you passed on him. Oh, in round six. Cool. And it felt gross, but at least it's round six. I just took Le'Veon Bell in round six of a mock draft. Yeah,
1: that's I'm what I'm doing you, with you guys. Which one? The half PPR mock <laughs> draft. The record. one, Oh just, no, I,
2: I thought I took him. I guess I didn't take him. You know what? I took AJ <laughs> Green. Never mind. I didn't take him. I let some other sucker take that guy. Who wants Le'Veon Bell on their team? Good gracious. <laughs> well, Heath. So I had three running
0: backs on the board when I needed one. It was Le'Veon Bell, Ronald Jones, and Mark Ingram. I went with Ronald Jones. What would you have done? Um,
1: I probably would have taken Ronald Jones too. Like I have Le'Veon wow. Bell. Right. No, I don't. I've got Bell ranked higher still and half PPR. Man, I just, I have two. Part of the reason for that is I've drafted Le'Veon Bell too much this year in the fourth round. And so I, now I'm drafting the sixth round and all that means is more on Bell, which I don't really want. Like, well,
2: what's going to have to happen in order for him to have a good season?
1: Um, them to give him the, the football as many times as they did
2: last year. That's it.
0: Well, the, the Pirine injury is is significant here because that was another guy who could have taken snaps away mm, from Bell.
3: I don't think so. No? No. It's, it's Frank Gore for the most part.
0: Well, okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, the Vikings acquired Yannick Ngakwe from the Jaguars. They gave up a second-round pick and a conditional pick that could become a third uh, how significant is is this move here for the Vikings getting in Gakway?
1: It makes me less certain about the Vikings' pass volume increase. Is what I would say. Like I, they were a borderline fantasy defense. Probably not someone you were drafting as a starter because they didn't have a great Week One matchup. Now I think they're probably a, a low end starter as a fantasy defense. Now,
3: yeah, Brian Balaga has uh, felt a little bit more that Week One matchup. Mm-hmm. Hosting yeah, the, the Packers fact- in Week One. Tough start to the season.
0: Packers, Colts, Titans, Texans, Seahawks, Falcons by Packers. That's their first seven games. That's a tough start for the Vikings. Uh, The Chargers. This is a significant injury. Derwin James, one of the best safeties in football. IDP star. hurt his knee. He's going to miss significant time, according to Ian Rappaport. First game of the year is at Cincinnati for the Chargers. Then the Chiefs after that. So, tough one there. Derwin James on Johnson likely to start. Why uh should on Johnson be moving up at this point cuz DeAndre Swift's still out. And Absolutely. yeah. So what are we thinking about this is a sleeper show after all. Is Carryon Johnson a sleeper now?
3: I uh, I don't know if he falls in that category, but I guess based on where he's being drafted probably yes as one of those mid-round sleepers. Um you know, it's 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 clearly a little bit more obvious now because that's why you're you'd be saying it is, is DeAndre Swift missing time, but that's what happens. So I think you look at it at as long as – I always viewed it this way. As long as Kerryon was healthy, he was going to still be the touch leader. He wasn't going to be the receptions leader in the backfield, but I thought he was going to be the touch leader. And then you got, you're just waiting on the eventual injury, which unfortunately tends to happen for him. But look, you know DeAndre Swift had no offseason. He had no preseason. And now he's missing over a week of training camp practice. The, he's clearly behind. You know, So uh, the fact that they've been running Ty Johnson as the second guy – uh, by default, you know he's going to get an opportunity now to maybe be the second guy early in the season until Swift is up to, to speed. Now this could be Alvin Kamara, where you know doesn't need a trade for it to happen, but you know by week four, week five, he's clearly the second guy and, and hopefully putting up good numbers. I hope it's not the Miles Sanders situation, but you take that. You know if you get that type of guy by the end of the year, so uh, I'm still going to take Swift over Carry On, but now the gap is certainly much closer.
1: Yeah, I, I started my sleepers column with, like, all... It's it's funny that we have maybe five or six week one starting running backs available after pick 90, according to ADP. Mm-hmm. And On's obviously uh, the, the guy you'd get most excited about out of that group.
0: Bears in week one, Packers, Cardinals. Those could be great matchups for him in weeks two and three. Um, okay, so would you take On Johnson or
2: DeAndre Swift? Who would you take first? I'm still taking Swift first as the long-term play but Okay, carry on. I, I would hate to get both, but
3: maybe it works out that way. If you get Swift in round six or seven and you get carry on in round eight or nine, it's funny. I had to in, uh, in, in this father-son draft I did today. So they asked me to grade the teams at the end and um, the guy who picked first who had McCaffrey, he got Tyree kill in round two and, uh, and George kill in round three. So it was, it was wow. a very favorable start for him, but his second running back is the, is the swift carry on combination. And he was explaining to his son after he took swift, he's like, carry on still there. You know, we get the Lions' backfield locked up. So I was sitting next to him while he was explaining that to him. So when I was recapping the draft, I said, you're teaching your child about handcuffing the Lions' backfield. You get a, uh, a letter downgrade for, for that, for that pick, that duo alone uh, D for Detroit. Debo Samuel looking good, running hard at practice.
0: Brandon, Ayuk has a hamstring injury. Debo Samuel. Is he a top 100 pick for you?
3: Nope. No, uh, if he's if he's getting close to healthy, he'll, he'll be certainly you know probably twenty spots higher for me. Uh, Debo or Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun, that's a good one. I think if it, it's almost like you know how you would draft Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. Like I think Debo is the Jonathan Taylor play. You know you want him hopefully playing as, as best by the middle to the end of the season because you're not drafting either one as a starter. So if you need somebody for the early part of the year, you draft Deshaun.
2: They're but literally back to back in my rankings. Jackson ahead of Debo.
0: I mean. I feel like Jack is Jackson a starter in Week One against Washington. Last year against yep. Washington, Week One, he had like 150 yards and two touchdowns.
3: Great opportunity for him.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Clyde Edwards Lair Heath is he struggling in pass protection?
1: No, I don't think so. That um, there was a thing where Eric Bieniemy was asked what he how he's developing, and he I guess answered that he understands if you don't do that well, then you're not going to play. Mm. And it kind of read the quote, kind of read like he's not doing it well, so he's not going to play, but there's some mystery surrounding that. So I think he's okay. I don't think it's that big a deal.
0: Daryl Williams will be Edward Zehler's backup, according to The Athletic. Drew Brees is predicting a breakout from Traquan Smith. Is Traquan Smith worth drafting in a 12-team league? No. Not yet. Matt Nagy won't name a starting quarterback until the season opener. Is a Bears quarterback worth drafting in a 30-team league? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> super flex <laughs> um, Tom Brady likes <coughs> wide receiver Scotty Miller <coughs> excuse me Adam Azar likes water but doesn't have any oh there it is uh, is there any fantasy impact of that like could that take away from Godwin
2: Evans etc it could make Miller something maybe as like a, a bi-week guy we don't know how much playing time he'll actually get but he's throwing a little bit of a wrench into everybody in the passing game for it. It's just so Tampa weird Bay. because
3: the, the, all the talk of the 12 personnel, yeah. you know, with, you know, playing two tight ends, they can't play three receivers and two tight ends. No. So, you know, I don't know where he's going to slot in. If, if OJ Howard's doing all this great work and, you know, I guess maybe it goes back to the talk of Gronk and, and the struggles that he had, is he going to be an every down player? Cause if he's not an every down player and OJ Howard's the primary tight end, that doesn't mean he's the better fantasy tight end. But if OJ Howard's the primary tight end, then they do get Scott Miller on the field and Gronk comes in in some sub-packages.
0: Wide receiver Brian Edwards for the Raiders. He's been starting, getting some some love out mm-hmm. there. Is yeah. he worth drafting in a 12-team league? No. Late-round flyer? Yeah, late round fire.
2: <laughs> yeah I, I, no, I agree with Jamie. I think he's a late-round guy. All right. Would you take Brian Edwards or Henry Ruggs?
0: For oh, Ruggs. Ruggs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, not, that's not close. And last news item. Ben Schrager has never had a Ritz handy snack. You know, the ones with the red sticks that they don't make anymore, the red sticks.
3: Oh, man, I love those. Yeah, everybody
0: did because they had the stick. Do you like those, Heath? Uh, (laughs) Heath doesn't like anything. It's
1: not really my style of food.
0: There we go
2: i'm not alone i have no idea what they are yeah they there's gross. no
1: there's no chance that ben schrager's eating that he's not he's, he, yeah he, he's going to actually read the ingredients and he's like he's out
2: <laughs> he doesn't have time for a red plastic knife stick it's probably true yeah
0: the stick was very fun but apparently they're more eco-friendly now so no stick anymore which is really the only reason to to have it. But Ben Schrager is a big fan. It's definitely not the cheese. Yeah, very processed. Very big. Schrager loves Dunkaroos. So kudos to you, Ben.
2: Vanilla, really or cho-
0: vanilla or chocolate? Vanilla. No, chocolate is the answer. All right. Hey, real quick. That was the first hey, real quick, by the way. Dunkaroos icing. Hey. What? Hey, hey real quick. What's up? Sleepers, and breakouts,
3: and busts. <laughs> what do you mean?
1: I was just teasing you.
3: Why?
0: Because we're not getting to them? <laughs> yes. Okay.
3: Yeah, you're he, right. He hasn't been on a Sunday night show in a while. Adams has got to get warmed up. It's late at night. <laughs> Hour number two will be Sleepers, Breakouts, and bus
0: Hey, real quick Tyler Boyd or Michael Gallup?
3: Gallup. Uh, I'll Gallup take Boyd in, and PPR. Yeah, same. Gallup non PPR, Boyd PPR. Josh Allen or Matt Ryan? Ryan. Allen. Allen. Patrick Mahomes or Kenny Galladay? Galladay in a one quarterback league. Oh, yes. oh,
0: really, Jamie? Who are you taking in a two quarterback league?
3: <laughs> answering the question. Sorry. Uh,
0: wait, two Galladay, Galladay, Heath. Who do you say? I did
2: Mahom- not hear who you were. Mahomes asking about. or
0: Galladay? Galladay. Okay, sorry. Evan Ingram or Devin Singletary?
3: Ingram, Ingram. Singletary is falling fast.
0: Yeah, I'd say Ingram. Oh, I want to come up with one more. Schrager, give me one more. One more. Hey, real quick.
3: Michael Gallup or Kareem
0: Hunt. Gallup, dude, that's pretty bad to use Michael Gallup again. Like yeah. that's that's really bad.
2: That's... I couldn't come up with another wide receiver. <laughs> There's not that many out there.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Um, Le'Veon got... Bell or Frank Gore. Ugh. I've got a Facebook poll that everybody needs to know about. The question was if one member of the FFT crew could be your dad, who would you choose? I'll tell you all about that, plus who made the podcast league and play a great song by one of our podcast league members, actually for the People League members, later on in the show. I thought we'd get to that a little earlier, but Heath is right. We need to get to sleepers, breakouts, and busts, so let's do it. Let's start with sleepers. I want five from each of you. I want a quick explanation when you would take them in your drafts and who you would take them ahead of. Are you ready for that task, Dave Richards? Set the example for everybody.
2: Yeah, I'm not ready for that task. I'm totally ready. All right, go for it. You can
1: go first. You always want to go first in these things. You never want to wait until the end. (laughs) Why? Uh, (laughs) Because you just say your guys, and then you can't repeat somebody else's guys. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Gardner Minshew. You know, I <laughs>
3: nobody's <laughs> repeating him. Don't worry. <laughs> Pete Frisco might. Uh, Jake no, Gr- like might. I like him. You, wait, you should, before Heath goes on. So uh we did like a fireside chat with Pete on uh, Thursday, I think it was. And Pete was talking, we I was asking Pete like about the conversation he's had. And he was talking up Gardner Minshew. And Heath was on the side of the set. I've never seen a smile <laughs> so big when Pete, of all people, talking up Gardner Minshew. Yeah, And then the conversation continued afterwards and he just couldn't stop smiling.
0: That's good. It's his guy, man. All right. So Gardner Minshew, why and when would you take him?
1: I mean, we've talked about a bunch. 600 pass attempts. They are uh, so high on Leviska Chenault. He may have two excellent weapons in the passing game instead of just DJ Chark. And uh, he was a borderline number one last year. So
0: I don't know why he wouldn't be this year. And who would you take him over? Give me two quarterbacks. Daniel Jones and Jared Goff. All right, Gardner Minshew is number one, and who's number two for you?
1: Number two will be James White. Oh, very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Kind of in that same carry on Johnson range of the draft. I think he's the end of round nine actually by CBS ADP. And I think like, yeah, Cam doesn't have a long history of throwing to his running backs, but when he had a really good pass catching running back, he threw it to him a ton. There's been mixed reviews about almost all of the New England wide receivers, and except for Julian Edelman, who just hasn't been there at practice most days. So White could just see a ton of targets again. And give me two players you take him ahead of. I in full PPR. I will take him. Ahead. Man.
0: You want me to say names? Jordan Howard? James White. on Johnson. And David Montgomery. Jordan Ooh.
1: Howard and David Montgomery. Okay.
0: All right. There we go. Uh, Gardner Minshew, James White, and...
1: Man, this is really hard. I, did, I didn't tell anybody this before the like on air, but I'm doing an auction and a draft while I'm doing a podcast. A salary cap and a draft, which is even more difficult if you can believe that. Jamison Crowder, <laughs> more syllables. Jamison, like there's some sites where Jamison Crowder is like a twelfth or thirteenth round pick. And he was a top 20 wide receiver when Sam Darnold was on the field last year. And that was with Robbie Anderson on the team. All the guys that they went out and got to replace Robbie Anderson have been hurt through training camp. Like no wide receivers are practicing with Sam Darnold except for Jameson Crowder. He might get 150 targets. And if Sam Darnold actually improves as a quarterback, like I think we all think is somewhat possible, he could be a top 15 guy at BPR.
0: Would you take any rookies over him or would you take Crowder
1: over all of the rookies? I would take him over all of the rookies.
0: All right, that's three: Minshew, White, Crowder. Uh, I'll cheat and say Lavisca Chenault. Okay. Uh, I think
1: the name that Pete said was Andre Johnson.
2: That's right. That
1: they were comparing him to, which <laughs> that's is not
2: Pete who's comparing him to that. That's their receiver coach, Keenan McCardle. They're right. comparing him to. Yeah,
1: I would take him before Brandon Ayuk and Jalen Rager.
0: Gardner Minshew, James White, <laughs> Jameson Crowder with <laughs> Rager, Lavisca Chenault. And give me another Jaguar, Chris Thompson.
1: I do not have any more. I will give you, are we on three or four are We on four five. or five now? You're a five here. This is number five. I'm going to go with John O. Smith. You've talked about what his numbers were when Ryan Tannehill threw the ball last year. And I, I the thing that we talked about, he was on a 500-yard, five-touchdown pace with Tannehill, counting the games where he didn't throw the ball hardly at all. And we expect a 15% increase in pass attempts for Tannehill, and they haven't added anyone else to really take those targets. So I think there's 700-yard there's upside, and it'll just depend on the touchdown he scores. He might be the number two target in this offense.
0: Yeah, so it, he played 10 games with Tannehill, basically. And in six of those 10 games, Tannehill threw 27 or more passes. So six times in 10 27 or more passes. He had 60 or more yards four times in those six games. He had all three of his touchdown catches. He was on pace... For eight hundred and thirty two yards and eight touchdowns, when Tannehill threw twenty seven or more passes in six games. I know it's a bit of a wonky Yaser stat, but it just does show you that when they threw, he got a lot of targets and he, and he produced. All right, so Gardner Minshew, James White, Jamison Crowder, LaViska Shemnault, and uh John U. Smith for Heath. Dave, how you doing over there?
2: I'm ready to rock if you are. Give me five. First one is first one's Austin Hooper, who some people might say isn't a sleeper because everybody knows who he is, but his ADP is right around round 10. And I think he's going to catch a bunch of touchdowns in Cleveland. I've got him ranked ahead of Fant, Gasicki, and Rob Gronkowski. I think he's going to have a pretty good year. And uh, we're all sleeping on Austin Hooper just because he went to the Browns.
0: Okay, very good.
2: Very good. Good execution. Paris Paris Campbell's the next one on the list. I think he's probably more of a PPR only type of a sleeper, but I I see this Indianapolis offense being very spread out and uh, him playing out of the slot. We've seen Philip Rivers lean on slot receivers. Keenan Allen got a ton of targets. I know that TY is going to be the main guy. I think this is the second best guy. The Trey Burton injury helps him out a lot. He's in the concussion protocol because of a car accident. This guy, is pretty unlucky, all things considered, but it sounds like he's going to be fine. Frank Reich talked him up on uh, SiriusXM NFL Radio. Said he had a phenomenal off season and is anticipating him contributing this year. Late round stash at wide receiver.
0: All right, but Deshaun Jackson or Paris Campbell?
2: Deshaun, but it's close. I've I've got him ranked like this: Deshaun, Debo, Golden Tate, Paris Campbell.
0: Okay. All right, Austin Hooper, Paris Campbell. Who else?
2: Jerek McKinnon. 49ers held on to him for a long time. There's got to be a reason for it at this point. Again, another PPR-only type of a sleeper. But I'm starting to buy into Raheem Mostert more and more. I just, thinking about the Shanahans, how their track record is with unheralded running backs, turning them into stars. He's a great fit for that offense. The O-line is pretty good, even despite injuries that they have to center in training camp. And Mostert will be the lead guy. Tevin Coleman's the one who I think is in jeopardy because Mostert can be good. And McKinnon is a great pass catcher on passing downs.
0: All right, we got Austin Hooper, Paris Campbell, and Jarek McKinnon. Give me two more.
2: I've said it before. I'll say it again. Packers didn't draft AJ Dillon to sit there and watch Aaron Jones have another huge year. There's got to be things they love about him. And based on what you've seen on social media, uh, the dude's got power for days. Those legs are incredible. He's going to factor in. I I don't know if he'll just be a pain in the butt for people that start Aaron Jones each week, but he's going to be a factor for them. It could be just short yardage situations could be as the second running back in a rotation. I think he's going to matter at some point this year. Who
0: would you take him over? Would you take him over? I forgot to mention Bryce love, uh, some speculation he might not even make the roster. Would you take A.J. Dillon or Bryce Love?
2: A.J. Dillon easily. Uh, I'll take him over. It's not going to be sexy names I'm going to take A.J. Dillon over, but Malcolm Brown, who I think could fizzle pretty quickly with the Rams, Adrian Peterson, maybe the same thing with Washington. I've got him one spot ahead of Sony Michelle and PPR. Okay. Last sleeper? Last sleepers Jared Goff. You can have your Minshew, Heath, but Jared Goff's got this amazing receiving core. Might even be getting deeper with Van Jefferson leaving dudes in the dust with his route running. Questions about the run game. Offensive line is definitely going to be the biggest hindrance for Jared Goff. But this is a team that could throw plenty, and Goff has a lot of great targets to throw to. I think he's an awesome value late on draft day. And you take him ahead of? I would take him ahead of Cam Newton.
0: Okay. Austin Hooper, Paris Campbell, Jarek McKinnon, AJ Dillon, and Jared Goff. Jamie, feel feel confident you can knock this out. Sure, let's do it. Five
3: sleepers. Uh, I'll go with my my guy Josh Kelly. You know I like the fact that the reports have been glowing this off season, and I think he's going to be better than Justin Jackson or Josh Jackson, as I keep saying. But you know, there's uh, you know 200 touches available with Melvin Gordon gone. That Austin Eckler will clearly help take some of that. But I think Kelly's got a chance for 150 plus targets, and a guy that you can get extremely late. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited, about him. All right, Josh Kelly. Uh, who else? Josh Kelly would be one. Uh, I'll just you know keep giving my guys. Uh, Steve Sims. You know, I mean, you've heard me say it from the start of the off season, The way they closed last year, the fact that this receiving core needs some desperate help, and he's just continued to get rave reviews. So he's going to play inside. I think he'll play a little outside as well. They'll be creative in how they put the ball in his hands. But you know, Sims is uh, going to be the second best pass catcher for the Washington football team behind Terry McCorn.
0: Okay, let's keep comparing him to Deshaun Jackson. Sims or Jackson?
3: I'll take Sims you know based on health and based on uh, his role
0: Sims or Paris Campbell Sims Dave Sims or Paris Campbell Campbell Jamie three more sleepers
3: Uh, I'll give you two tight ends again two guys that I've been talking about a lot Chris Herndon for the Jets he's kind of summed it up with Jameson Crowder but uh, Herndon's a guy that's going to be needed in that offense with the receiving core falling apart and uh, for what it's worth Gates loves him but uh, Sam Darnold loves him and I heard a tip from a friend of a friend uh, who has somebody that they know on the Jets roster that they like him a lot. And he is just matching up with anybody that puts that is lined up across from him and he is dominating them in practice. So uh, I'm, I'm sad that we didn't get to see Chris Herndon last year, but I think that's going to lead to him uh, having a big third season after what he showed us in his rookie campaign.
2: You, you want a fun fact on Herndon? Sure. Half of his targets in 2018 were him running out of the slot. So not a traditional tight end, way more receiver than blocker. Uh,
3: there's a lot to like about Chris Herndon,
2: yeah, even your, though uh, he's a Jet.
3: They've they've been they've been splitting him out wide too. You know, so it's not just uh, you know in in line or in the slot. They've been using him yeah. in, in some wide receiver formations. He, he
1: might be their number two wide receiver. He might be.
2: He could be. It, and the Gase hasn't developed a great tight end in several years. So I don't know if that. I, I think that might just be circumstantial more than anything else.
1: Well, but like he's Grace got a, a, He's got a good. Opportunity, he hasn't developed though. anything. Uh, he's no <laughs> slot receiver. He, he's
0: developed some incredible. He can, means. he can
1: do some slot receiver numbers. Yeah, Jarvis I guess Landry, so. Jameson Crowder. That's yep. it, though.
0: Okay.
3: All right, uh, Jamie. Who's, who was the other tight end? Uh, you, you said at the top of the show, Blake Darwin. I mean, okay. I, I, I can't say enough good things about. My buddy, Blake, uh, you know, again, I think you look at what the the target share is. You know, there's uh, 166 targets available between Cobb and, and Witten being gone. But just look at the 83 targets that Witten left. If you get 80 plus targets, uh, that puts you in the conversation. As I told you, Adam, pushing you in the room where it happens. So, you know, he has a chance to be in that 80 target range after having 44, 41 targets himself last year. So 11 of the top 13 tight ends in fantasy and PPR last year had 80 plus targets. And I think he's going to be 80-plus targets. So, again, he's in the he has a chance to be a top 12, top 10 type of guy. And the reports just continue to be glowing. All
2: right. We'll How six what?
3: career touchdowns have come against the Giants? Jarwin <laughs> <laughs> ja- Jarwin or uh, Herndon? Uh, you know, I, I have them both in my top 12. Uh, right now, Herndon is 11. Uh-oh. Jarwin is 12. Uh, but I would take both over Hooper and uh, Gronk if you're looking for big names. Okay. And your last sleeper, my last sleeper. Uh, he's a little bit more of a, a little higher up on the on the on the depth chart, I guess, but uh, or the rank list. But Anthony Miller, um, another guy that you've heard me say a lot of things about, third-year wide receiver, big opportunity. Fact that he's finally cleared uh, with that shoulder injury for full contact is a great sign. Uh, I spoke to Adam Johns of the Athletic, who covers the Bears, and he said that Miller is going to have an opportunity to play a big role. Uh, you know, one thing he referenced unsolicited, which I like because it's something I reference a lot too, is when Taylor Gabriel went down. You saw his numbers pop. And uh he the one thing Adam said was he seemed to have a reluctance early in his career, his first you know year and a half to play inside. And now he's going to be inside because of Robinson and 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 Ted Ginn and the tight ends. He said they're going to play a lot of two tight end set uh with Cole Komet and, and Jimmy Graham. But you know the fact that he was able to make some plays inside going to give him an opportunity to you know see an uptick in targets and you know whoever the quarterback is I think is going to lean on Anthony Miller
0: All right, Jamie's sleepers are Josh Kelly, Stephen Sims, Chris Herndon, Blake Jarwin, and Anthony Miller. We're going to take a quick break. Breakouts and busts and Podcast League participants and songs when we come back. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, clutch athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes giving them style and performance on and off the field learn more and purchase clutch athletics at newbalance.com
2: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: All right, Jamie, you get to start here. Your five breakouts, please. Give me all the Josh Jacobs in every format possible. 60-catch Josh Jacobs (laughs) is going to bust out in his sophomore campaign. And perform even better than he did in his rookie season.
0: All right. So where are you taking him?
3: I'm taking him the first round regardless of format. So he's uh, number seven at the running back position for me in non PPR. And he is a pick 10 through 12, depending on how the first round goes in PPR. So I'm taking him over Derek Henry in every format. Miles
0: Sanders or Josh
3: Jacobs? Miles Sanders in PPR, Josh Jacobs in non PPR. Okay, really close now in PPR between those two. It it certainly is, but the receiver injuries are going to help Miles Sanders if he's healthy. All right, Jamie, number two. Number two would be DJ Chark. So he had a good second year in the NFL, as we saw. Um, I think he's going to be better in his sophomore campaign to continue the. I mean, his third his third season uh, to continue the Jaguars' love here. Um, I, I you know while Andre Johnson Light might be on the other side, DJ Chark's going to lead this team in targets and have a uh have a huge season. This defense is gonna be bad after losing in You know, this is gonna be it's funny because I think Gardner Mitch is gonna end up having a good season fantasy wise as he steps out the door when Trevor Lawrence walks in to replace him in the 2021 campaign. Um but you know he's gonna he's gonna lean on his best receiver and Chark clearly showed that last year.
0: All right. Well gonna have to get uh, gonna have to be worse than the Giants. Okay. So uh DJ Chark or DK Metcalf. Oh DJ Chark. All right, Jake Josh Jacobs DJ Chark three more
3: Will Fuller, nah. let's bleep in, go. Uh, league winner. If he plays 16 games with the targets that are available in this offense and how Deshaun Watson, who's another breakout candidate for me, uh, I think he's going to be um, NFL MVP if Will Fuller stays healthy. Uh, I think it's going to be fantastic year for Will Fuller uh, if he can stay on the field. Marquise Brown Will Fuller? Back-to-back. I think both guys are very similar, but the uh, one is you know 140 pounds and uh, plays in a very run-heavy offense.
0: Okay. Um,
3: Will Fuller or Tyler Boyd? Will Fuller. So we got Jacobs, Chark, Fuller. Two more. Marquise Brown. He's 140 pounds. He's going to be awesome <laughs> <in> doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Same type of guy. I mean, you know, you're, you're looking at a, at a player that um, is the number one option in his offense, barring something crazy. Uh, and by crazy, I mean Antonio Brown maybe signing with the Ravens. But uh, I think you look at what Marquise Brown showed you at the start of the season when he was averaging seven and a half targets per game. What he showed you in that playoff loss to the Titans, and when the uh, the three games the Ravens were trailing in, including that playoff loss, um, Lamar Jackson's attempts were clearly up, and they're not going to be fourteen and two again in the twenty twenty campaign. So I think Marquise Brown, if healthy, and you know hopefully he's going to stay healthy, uh, those are two guys very easily uh, comparable. That if they play to what their upside is, they're going to help you win some leagues.
0: Last breakout,
3: Hayden Hurst. Uh, you know what we see from. This offense has been fantastic for the tight end position in the Matt Ryan campaign. Uh, So he's been the quarterback there for 12 seasons and eight times he's had a tight end get at least 80 targets. So I think we're going to see Hayden Hurst step into an opportunity there to, again, be in the room. And when you're in the room, things happen. So I think it's a a big opportunity for Hurst, who, as we know, uh, two seasons for, um, for Austin Hooper. He's averaged 93 targets a game, 73 catches a game. Uh, I think that's an easy opportunity for Hurst to step into and a uh, role for Hurst to step into. And you look at uh, what Ryan said to us on CBS Sports HQ that despite playing with Tony Gonzalez and Austin Hooper, he said he's never had an athletic tight end like this. And so if this guy plays to what his draft pedigree was as a first-round pick for the Ravens, by the way, that they took him ahead of Lamar Jackson, uh, Hayden Hurst has a big opportunity here, finally, as the featured tight end in his offense. Two players are taking Hayden Hurst over. Oh, uh, Gronk, Hooper, um, Higby. Uh, I think he's got a higher ceiling than Higby, uh, despite what Higby did last year. Um, okay, that's Derek cool. Cook. Who goes at him? Works for me.
0: Jamie's breakouts are Josh Jacobs, DJ Chark, Will Fuller, Marquise Brown, and Hayden Hurst. Dave Richard. Who wants to hear me talk about Ronald Jones again? Hey. You mean the guy that you thought you took? Oh, no, no. Sorry. That was Leviathan Bell.
2: No, I I had to make a really tough call between Melvin Gordon and Rojo. I knew you were going to take Rojo in that mock if I let him fall to you. And I'm glad you took him because he deserved to go with a top 50 pick in that draft. And uh, yeah, or top 60 pick rather. I think now that he's healthy, all systems are back on again for him. Uh, Round five pick for sure. Lead back in Tampa Bay. Physical, explosive, might even be decent catching the football, might even be decent pass protecting for Tom Brady, going to lead this team in touches, going to work the short yardage goal line. He's going to be fantastic for the Bucks. Okay, who's next? Austin Eckler, who is going to be the lead guy for the Chargers now. They've paid him to be that guy. And we've seen a pretty steady trend here for the past couple of years where the Chargers give the second back anywhere between eight to 13 touches. That used to be Eckler. He rarely has had 20 touches in a game, much less 15. Now here he is as the main guy for them. Won't catch as many passes as he did last year, but he'll still get you 65 plus. And I think double-digit touchdowns and certainly well over 1,200 total yards. Uh, He's worth a first-round pick. Who's Who are you taking Austin Eckler over? I am taking Austin Eckler over Derek Henry. I am taking Austin Eckler over Josh Jacobs. You're not taking, him, taking him over Henry over, in non-PPR, are you? No, no, not in non-PPR, but in full PPR, absolutely. Take him over Mixon in PPR, Miles Sanders. He's he's made the top 10 overall for me in full PPR.
0: All right, we've got two players so far from Dave, Ronald Jones and Austin Eckler. Give me three more.
2: I already mentioned my uh, my interest in Raheem Mostert. I think that he's someone else that you can start targeting in that round five, six, maybe seven range if you get fortunate enough. He's more of a non-PPR guy. He just doesn't have the track record with receptions. And I don't think he's going to get the opportunity to catch a lot of passes so long as McKinnon's healthy. That might last a month or it could last longer than that. We'll see. The, The 49ers are definitely going to use two running backs on a regular basis, but this is going to be their main one. He proved how good he was last year, and he's having another good camp now. Uh, who would you take Raheem Mostert over? David Montgomery. I would take him over him. And that's even in PPR. I would take him over DeAndre Swift at this point. Singletary. Okay. Um, some non-running backs. All right. all right. Take all right. Waller. Did
0: anybody get the text message I just
2: sent, by the way? No. I, my yeah. phone's way over there. I don't have my phone while I
1: did, there. but I haven't uh, talked since then. <laughs> my <laughs>
2: okay. next breakout is DK Metcalf. <laughs> Who I think could be in line for double touchdowns as well. Seattle's offense should really hammer the, the pass a little bit more than they have before, and I think Metcalf's just a fantastic talent. It's going to be hard for teams to double-team him. Who would I take DK Metcalf over? Well, <laughs> that's, that's right. a great question, Adam. I'm glad you asked. I would take him over Odell Beckham. I would take him over Amari Cooper. I would take him over Marquise Brown. And last but not least, Jamie mentioned Chark. I won't mention him. I'll mention Tyler Boyd. Now, Boyd's had some really good years already, but he's having a great camp. He managed to be the only Bengals wide receiver that stayed pretty much healthy this entire camp. Uh, Joe Burrow's looking for him quite a bit. He looked for Justin Jefferson out of the slot. If A.J. Green's healthy, that makes it all the better for Tyler Boyd, not because he's going to necessarily see a ton of targets with A.J. Green, but because he'll be efficient on them just as he was in the first eight games of 2018. I could see him having 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. That's a great find in round six in PPR.
0: All right, Dave's breakouts are Ronald Jones, Austin Eckler, Raheem Moster, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Boyd. He- I'm taking
2: Boyd over Le'Veon Bell.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> D- 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 <laughs> Heath, I need you to set an example here. Give me five breakouts. Uh,
1: first off, can we play a game of guess the over/under of how many names ja- Jamie or Dave said that I'm going to put as a breakout now after the after this uh, time period of listening? So <laughs> Two and a half. I'm not very good at three uh, and a half. I'll take the over. No, I'll take the under. Need it. Did anyone say Kyler
0: Murray? No.
1: Like, this might be the first fantasy football podcast someone's listened to all year, and I think that Kyler Murray should be talked about in our breakout show. I am below where his ADP is on him, but I still expect he's going to have the best year of his career. He ran so much last year that gives him a great floor, and almost all rookie quarterbacks improve as a passer. So you should expect Kyler Murray, if he plays 16 games, to be a top five fantasy quarterback this year. And he got DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Okay, give me four more.
1: Uh, nobody said DJ Moore either, right? No. As a 22-year-old, he went over 1,100 yards in 14 games, catching passes from Kyle Allen. He's terrible. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be bad, better. DJ Moore, I would take ahead of DeAndre Hopkins and ahead of Chris Godwin. Okay, next up. Calvin Ridley has like a late fourth round ADP somehow. He was a top 10 wide receiver after Mohamed Sanu got traded last year. He's going to be a top 10 wide receiver this year and that's if Julio Jones stays healthy and plays 16 games. He'll be top five if not. Would you take
0: Calvin Ridley or DJ Moore? I would
1: take DJ Moore over Calvin Ridley.
0: All right. Uh, Would you take DeAndre Hopkins or Calvin Ridley? In non-PPR, I'll take Ridley. Okay. Next up.
1: Next up we're going to go with Miles Sanders. Hey, all right. Like, Miles Sanders is, yeah, he's got a little boo-boo right now, but we expect he's going to be okay unless they're lying to us. And we all expect that he's going to earn a first-round value if he stays healthy and plays 16 games. Do you know what he did in his final seven games if you take out the game that Adam doesn't want to count? <laughs> the game he, he left with an injury? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was,
0: he was awesome. You're absolutely right. All, right. all right, and one more breakout.
1: And my final breakout will be Terry McLaurin. Okay, I like this is one that I've gone back and forth on through the summer, but I've got him right now as a top 15 wide receiver. I think there's a real chance with their receiving core and that offense they're going to run, which is the offense that DJ Moore exploded in his second year last year. There's a chance he might see 130 targets and he was very efficient on those targets. Again, he has a rookie quarterback that we expect to improve Terry McLaurin.
0: All right. Heats breakouts.
3: I take the over on the targets.
0: Kyle, oof, a lot. Kyler Murray, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Miles Sanders, and Terry McLaurin. All right, guys, let's see if we can do busts quickly here. Uh, we've got five of each of you, two, three sentences, and who you take them over. I'm counting on you, Dave. You get to start with your busts.
2: I'm going to start with Josh Allen, who I'm just not feeling at all. I think the rushing is going to go down. And if you're trusting him for his passing, he's probably not going to do very well. He is just hanging on in my top ten.
0: Okay. Uh, who would you take ahead of him?
2: Uh, the old guys. Ryan, Brady, Breeze.
0: All right. That's Josh Allen. Next?
2: Next up is Todd Gurley, whose ADP is looks like it's right around 30th overall. He's going to have to score 14 touchdowns again to do that. I don't know if I trust him to do that. I don't trust him to be explosive and I certainly don't think that he's got a chance to play 15 games again. And this is an Atlanta team that loves to throw the ball a ton. He's not nearly as good of a pass catcher as he used to be. I'm going to I'm gonna try and fade Gurley unless he falls to me in late round four.
0: So Melvin Gordon over him?
2: Uh, I go back and forth between those two. Right now I do have Gurley one notch ahead of Gordon. Both of them mid to late round four. Okay, next bust. Jonathan Taylor's being drafted way too soon. He's an awesome talent. He's a great guy. Chris Ballard said on SiriusXM that he doesn't know pass protection yet, so that's a work in progress. They don't have to rush him. They've got Marlon Mack. He had 1,100 yards last year. They'll trust him in that role. They've got Naheem Hines. He's going to catch the ball a ton. That's what Phillip Rivers does. He'll have a couple of great games, maybe even early on as the Colts blow out Jacksonville. But I see everybody taking him in round three and round four. I can't get behind that.
0: Okay, at Josh Allen, Todd Gurley, Jonathan Taylor. Two more.
2: David Johnson's 28 years old. He averages 3.7 yards per carry. Bill O'Brien and the Texans stink at figuring out how to use running backs. They're pretty good at figuring out how to use their quarterback, though. And he'll steal some touchdowns away from whoever's running the ball there. Won't catch a lot of passes. I'm nervous about him. So, Ronald Jones ahead of David Johnson? Ronald Jones ahead of David Johnson. Le'Veon Bell ahead of David Johnson. Who's your last bust? David Montgomery, who on top of not being elusive last year, he ranked 27th out of 28 running backs in that category. Now is dealing with a groin injury from training camp and the Bears don't know who their quarterback is yet. And their offensive line stinks. Tree Cohen's the better playmaker. I'd rather have Cohen than Montgomery in PPR.
0: I feel like Jamie hasn't spoken in a while. So Jamie, you got to go next. Dave's busts were Josh Allen, Todd Gurley. No no, John- no, 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 he just went last.
2: He
3: can go.
0: All right, fine. Josh Allen, Todd Gurley, Jonathan Taylor, David Johnson, and David Montgomery. As long as I heard Jamie's sweet voice in there. Go ahead, Heath. I'm going to just do a thing where I'm going to
1: package two for one in my first two bust calls. Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson both have ADPs in the first 10 picks. And I know you've probably heard this, but don't draft them in the first round. They have to repeat what they did in their record-setting years to be worth that. There's not any upside at that point. So do not take those two quarterbacks in the first round take of a draft. Take them I would, I would take them in round three. Okay. I would not take them in the second round either, but definitely don't take them in the first round. All right. Two more, three more. And number two. No, that was number that was number one. Number oh. two is, and we do this every single year as well, but we haven't talked about it yet. The Steelers and the 49ers have eighth and ninth round ADPs. Two, year, two years ago, it was the Bears. The year before that, it was Jacksonville with his seventh or eighth round ADP. And not only did they not live up to that, they actually weren't even that good. These defenses will probably be good this year. They won't be with a, worth a pick before round 12. Don't do that. All right. <laughs> Next up. So do now we're down to two. So number three, um, I'll say Le'Veon Bell because I've drafted him so much and I want to not be the guy that was telling people to draft Le'Veon Bill. So, um, yeah, it's a bad thing when they're saying Frank Gore is getting 40% of the snaps in practice. It's a bad thing when they say Le'Veon Bell got a carry with the second team today. It's all dumb. And this shouldn't be a concern in the fourth round, but his ADP is in the third round right now. And it's Adam Gase. And so I, I took him in round six today. If that happens, then you just have to hold your nose, but he do not take him in round three or four where his ADP is.
0: Mahomes and Jackson, Steelers and Niners, Le'Veon Bell. Who else?
1: DeAndre Hopkins. Um, there was a uh, speaking of news today. There was a little blurb that came up that said uh, Cliff Kingsbury really wants to expand Andy Isabella's role. <laughs> like he's not Andy Isabella is not going to have a fantasy impact but they have 17 wide receivers and they're going to have four guys or five guys lined up. And this is not an offense where you drop back and throw it to the same guy 10 times per game. I've got him projected, I think, generously at 140 targets. That only gets him to 1,100 yards at eight yards per target. He's been below eight yards per target four of his past five seasons. Okay, Uh, one more. The last one is... DK Metcalf. It's hard to find a wide receiver based on what round they're being taken as a bust, but he's going ahead of Terry McLaurin, ahead of Cortland Sutton, ahead of Stephon Diggs, ahead of DJ Chark. I would rather have all of those guys than him. Like We're giving him credit for Russell Wilson being great, and Wilson is great, but... He mostly, that's thats why he was so good last year. I don't think you should expect him to grow on that unless Tyler Lockett gets hurt. And we're hoping Tyler Lockett doesn't get hurt.
0: All right, Heat's busts are Mahomes and Jackson if they're going in the first round. Steelers and Niners, DSTs, Le'Veon Bell, DeAndre Hopkins, and DK Metcalf. Okay, Jamie, you're up. I get to talk? Yeah, I guess so. Do you want Heath <laughs> to do your uh, I just want to add
3: one thing to the Hopkins thing because uh, part of the conversation with Pete, um, they're talking up Dan Arnold too. And, you know, that's just another guy that they're going to throw the ball to. It's just, I, I would take the under on those targets. Heath, I, don't, I think he's going to be around 120. He's still going to be good. I just don't think he's going to be great again. I, I'm, I'm almost tempted to take him out of round two and put him in round three. Um, I'm going to stay consistent Derrick Henry. Uh, I'll take him in the back end of the first round in non-PPR. He's never going to get there. Um, so I, I'm probably not going to draft a lot of Derrick Henry. Um, although I did get him in, in round three of our two QB league, which was a surprise. So I'll take him there. But in PPR, I'm not going to take him in the first round, and I think it's a mistake based on uh, even Ryan Tanhill saying they're going to involve him in the pat or he would like to see him involved in the passing game more. Uh, that's something that has to come up. Uh, I don't think he's going to be much more than 20 to 25 catches. So I'll, uh, I'm I'm shying away from Derrick Henry, who lost a big part of his offensive line. Okay, that's number one. Who's number two? uh another one we talked about a lot leonard fournette um you know this is uh you're hearing how much chris thompson's playing on passing downs you know chenault not only is going to be part of the receiving game he's going to be part of the running game as well they'll give him some carries and this is a team that is going to have some very very bad game scripts so uh you know he'll he'll go from three to maybe six touchdowns but that's the only number i see going up for him who would you take ahead of leonard fournette oh man uh John taylor for one that's easy uh, I would take, uh, girly, you know, if we're talking about, you know, some of the guys, how about Mark right. Ingram? Uh, I would take Ronald Jones ahead of him. I would take Mark Ingram ahead of him in non PPR. Derek Henry, Leonard Fournette, three more, uh, Devin Singletary, you know, just, uh, what's seemingly a terrible training camp for him. Uh, he's had some fumble issues. He's gonna, uh, I think lose goal line work to Zach Moss. He may lose passing down work to Zach Moss. He closed the year, Adam. you talked about this a lot. You know, his workload was up. He was performing at a high level, but, I just don't think that they are in love with him and they may be a little bit more in love with Zach Moss. Three more, two more. Uh, Get away from the running back. uh, uh, I give you two big names at the wide receiver spot, Amari Cooper and Keenan Allen. So for Cooper, you know, we know the story. They add C.D. Lamb. Uh, He was just amazing last year at the start of the season and clearly injuries were a problem, but he averaged 19.4 PPR points in his first nine games and nine PPR points per game in his final six. So, you know, you're looking at a guy or seven, excuse me. Um, you're looking at a guy that battled injuries and played through it. I don't know if the contract situation was the motivating any factor. You know, maybe he sits out a game or two if he is dealing with those injuries. But I just think they're going to have better weapons. You know, Jarwin's an upgrade on Witten, in my opinion. Lamb is an upgrade over um, uh, Randall Cobb. And I don't think Michael Gallup is going away. So uh, Amari Cooper, for a guy that's going as a top 10 wide receiver based on our ADP, I'm out.
0: And Keenan Allen, okay.
3: Hey, uh, Keenan Allen, we know. The quarterback situation, not good. And he's going as the uh, 17th receiver off the board in non-PPR? No.
0: Wow. All right, Derek Henry, Leonard Fournette, Devin Singletary, Amari Cooper, and Keenan Allen for Jamie. Thank you guys for your sleepers, breakouts, and busts. We'll save the Facebook poll for tomorrow's show. It was fun stuff. Join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash Today. Um, and congratulations to these people who are in the podcast league. Joey Wright is sharing a team with Dave. Uh, Jordan Krasner, one hour NFL draft contest, way back when Zach Berger got in because Jamie gives away spots like Halloween candy and he Damn gave man. one away to Zach Berger. Allen in Philly, one of our biggest fans, uh, he's in. Joe Cabalbo, uh, congratulations. Chad Meldrum, Justin Keller, Isaac Olson, you heard the song that Isaac Olson wrote um, a few episodes ago, and Peter Walker. Uh, there were some some COVID-related ones. Peter Walker is a active-duty researcher working on COVID modeling. Um, Justin Keller is a small business owner who's come on some tough times due to COVID. So uh, definitely wanted to help get those people recognized, get some of them in the league. And I want to thank everybody for their – I'm going to do a thank you earlier in the next show because I know not everybody listens to the entire show when it's an hour long. But uh, you can – listen to uh, Jeff White's song. He made the For the People League. First, I'm going to tell you about Jason, who almost made the cut. Jason's email said, Hi, my name is Jason. I live in Seattle, Washington. I love your show, and I made a deal with my wife that if I get a spot into your league, then we can have a baby. Please let me in. So I didn't want that responsibility. So he Mm -hmm. didn't get in, but I did email him back, and they're they're going to have a baby anyway. So it's a happy ending, I guess you could say. Now... Uh, Jeff White. That might be your best joke ever. Thank you. I'm going to let Jeff White play us off with uh, the second half of a song he wrote about our show. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Here we go. Dave Richard, now
1: he's the man. He knows all the best pizza from here to Japan. With his trade charts and drafting tears, I'm a fan. He knows all the cities you're from in this land. Now he is no geek. He's got sleepers and busts in the start of the week. His Bobby Boucher is pretty unique. He's got a man crush on Pete Prisco. Take a drink. Take
0: a drink, everybody.
1: Yeah. Cause FFT, you're the one for me. You got all the information that I need to dominate my draft and win my league. FFT, you're the one for me.